Welcome back to Incredible Kids Podcast. This is a special bonus episode for the 90s. This episode was generously sponsored by a few families. The Shub family sponsored as a zechus for a complete refuah shalima for Yafa Bas Bejat. This episode was anonymously sponsored as a zechus for a complete refuah shalima for Tova Maka Bas Masha. Another family sponsored anonymously as a zechus for a personal Yeshua that they are davening for, and Amir Sashem will see their tefillos answered Litova. Thank you for sponsoring and for believing in incredible kids and our mission to empower as many children as we can, one incredible kid at a time. Okay, so the 90s. Us Yedin, we know that the 90s are a very, very sad time for the Jewish people. For thousands of years, there's been so many horrible things that have happened during these days. And we know that every year when we experience the Jewish calendar, as we enter time each year into the like the train of the year, we I like to explain to to children that the year is like going on a train and the train goes through cycles and as a train passes through each chodash each month each jewish month and then it comes through different yamim tovim and then of course the sad days like fast days we are like in that time period we are there and so when we're in the nine days it's the summer it's like the funnest time of the year we're in camp we're at six flags we're getting swimming lessons and then everything kind of stops by the nine days and not just does the fun stop or expect it to be sad. You can't force me to be sad. So it's our job as regular people to try to find ways to connect with that feeling and realize that we're not where we're supposed to be. Obviously, we are where we're supposed to be because Hashem wants us here now, but it's not the ultimate. Like there's something much greater and you know, it's the Beis HaMikdash and it's Mashiach coming and we say it all the time, but we don't really like, we don't, I mean, I don't, I don't really understand what that means. And I have a lot of questions about Mashiach and I'm, I'm so antsy to find out what's really going to happen, but I know, and this I know is true because our Nevi'im told us that it's going to be a beautiful time and it's going to be a time of peace and there will be no more war, and it will be very clear to see what's good and what's bad, and I'm excited for that, and I really, really want that. And when we think about the things that are so hard for us now, and then we think of that, and we really think about it, and then we start to feel it, we can really connect with the 90s. So you don't want to hear me just keep talking, because I have a very special guest that I asked to come onto the podcast because of a very special song that I really connected to during the last few days. In the beginning of the 90s, I was listening, I was listening, I was listening to this song over and over and over again. And then I said, I need to speak to the singer Baruch Levine because he's a Rebbe and you're going to hear, he's going to introduce himself and you're going to hear what he does. But we know he's a famous singer and he has so many beautiful songs for people to connect with. But the song Akiva Necham Tanu is a song that is a cappella, and I keep listening to it. And I wanted him to share with all of us, myself included, and all of the listeners, families out there, the meaning behind the song and how we can use those words to have a more meaningful Tishabav. So whether you're listening to this on Tishabav or before Tishabav, or maybe even after Tishabav, and hopefully Mashiach will come today. And as I'm recording this, I won't have to release it. But now that I'm doing it, I really hope it inspires all of us to connect more to this time and really, really, really dive in for Mashiach and long for Yerushalayim Habanuya. After my interview with Baruch Levine, where we discussed the song and a little bit more about, you know, the meaning of this day, stick around for the full song at the end. It is so, so beautiful. I also want to mention that 
Baruch Hashem, I had the chas to produce a video with Meaningful Minute for kids like yourselves to learn about some of the feelings we can have on Tisha B'Av and learn along with us pieces of history from the nine days that I hadn't known before. And this video will be available on Tisha B'Av Day on YouTube. And I hope everybody can connect with the messages on that video. And now here's my conversation with Reb Barach Levine. Welcome to Incredible Kids. Okay, it's, it's good to be here. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a really, really special opportunity for everyone here listening. And I'll just say, I mean, I personally, over the years, I grew up on your music, I think. Okay. I mean, I love like all the Touch by Niggin songs. I still okay. I still listen to them. You know, every road trip, we put them on and my kids like them now and they, they get it. Yeah. Thank um, you. So thank you for being here. Can I ask you to just maybe introduce yourself a little bit, who you are and what you do as a profession and in your community? Okay. So my name is Baruch Levine. You know, I'm putting, putting out music. My first album came out in 2006. To me, it feels like it was yesterday. How many years ago was that? Let's do the math. Almost 20, 18 to 17 oh. years ago. Yeah. For a solo album, Baruch Hashem. I live here in Waterbury, Connecticut, and I'm also a Rebbe in Yeshiva here in the in the day school. And I do a lot of singing and a lot of composing. I'm not just a singer. I, I write all the songs, all the songs on my solo albums. Those are songs that I've written, I've composed. Um, all, all of them? I think pretty much all of them. Vizakeni, Chasim Torah, Ashkifa. Wow. You know, then we did also the Touched by, uh, not Touched by Negan. I've also composed that. I didn't write the lyrics. I'm not such an mm-hmm. English lyricist. We have different writers. The Off the Record, those are not my songs. Or those like, like those cover collections of all those English songs that we did. So those I don't compose, obviously. So I'm a singer-songwriter, and I like to write uh, good hearts of Jewish music that will last for a long time, that will be family-friendly, and, and kids and adults can enjoy them together. Wow, well, that definitely was a mission accomplished because lots of people enjoy that. Okay, so, you know, we're in the nine days now. The reason why I even asked you to come onto this podcast is because throughout the whole three weeks, I've been playing acapella music a lot. And right. um, one of the songs that just kept coming on the playlist or whatever, you know, we've been using 24-6 and 24-6, uh, shout out, right? We subscribe and they made these so playlists. I. So do I. Exactly, yeah. yeah, it's amazing. So this song, Akiva Nechamtanu, which I believe you put out without acapella, but before, right? It was put out, yeah, it was put out on one on my which album was it? I'm looking behind me. Put out on Paduska a couple of years ago. Donnie Gross, who produces me now, like he just loved the song so much. Like, let's put it out a cappella because that's really the season, almost where it belongs a little bit. So much so. And did it just become a cappella this year? Just last recently? Year. No, we put it out last, last year. Last year. Well, listen, maybe I would have found out about it a different way, but 24-6 helped me know about it because now it just keeps coming up and we just keep playing it. And my kids, you know in the back of the car were like mommy it's getting boring you know to hear the same song a hundred times and they said what's it about anyways so I turned it off and I explained it and then after I explained it to them they said let's hear it again so I thought it would be so beautiful if um you know here we are before Tisha B'Av and it's really hard for kids to understand for me even I mean, I'm not even saying for kids, it's hard for anybody to really understand the loss of like what it means to be sad and like it's in the middle of the summer and it's confusing. Why can't we swim and everything? And like the words of the song could have such a power to inspire you. And I thought maybe I would invite you to come on and share a little bit about the background of that song and that story because it's not your story. It's a story from many years ago. This song was... Means that Akiva, you've given us Nechama, you've comforted us, right? That's what the words mean. It's a Gemara, the end of Makos, another close friend that lost his father at a very young age. And he said that this Gemara brought him a lot of Nechama. How is that? Made so, him feel like comforted. 
And then you feel comforted, right? When you're Menachem Avel, you're comforting somebody, right? And that means we're sad and we're comforted. And it's a story that Rav Yakiva, right after the second base Midrash was destroyed, and he was walking with his fellow, with his friends, you know, with his big, big Talmud HaChachamim. His friends, his friends weren't like my friends. Big, big Tzadikim, <laughs> huge Tanoim. And um, they came to the Harabayas, you know, and they came, they first went by Harhar Tzofim, which is the mountain that they could see where the base Mignosh was, and they all ripped their clothing, and they were crying. And Rabbi Kiva, the Gemara says, Mitzachek, he started laughing, right? Um, I think the words are, you know, laughed and smiled, yeah, you know, and they, and they looked at him and said, why are you laughing? And Rabbi Kiva said, this comforts me, why? So what happened? Why, why was he laughing? Because they saw that a fox, a shuel, a fox, was coming out from where the Kodesh HaKadoshim was. Exactly the well, spot where we used to have the Kohen Gadol would serve Hashem on Yom Kippur. A fox was coming out of that place. And it was such a desecration of the Kedusha that used to be there. And they're all crying and he's and he's laughing. And he said, why he's laughing? He said, because this shows us, right? He said that there was two prophecies that went on that the one was by, I think it was Zechariah, and one was by Uriah. Two different Nevi'im that, yeah, exactly. that talked about these things a long time before the story happened. Exactly. And the other Navi that was, you know, the other prophecy that was coming out was the one that's also another famous song is Od Yeshvu Zekainim Muzekainos Bechobos Yerushalayim. That eventually what's going to happen is we don't have it yet, right? We're sitting here in 2023 and we're waiting for the day where children are going to play again on the streets of Yerushalayim. The Beis Amidash is going to be rebuilt. The elders will be there. We'll be there with our whole Klai Yisrael. But that's only going to happen after this nevuah. When Rabbi Kiva saw this destruction, he says, now I know that that nevuah is going to come true. And a lot of times when we're sad, it's like we feel that there's no end. We're just suffering. We're numb. You know, we just our, our grandparents went through a, a terrible, you know, the Holocaust. And, and even nowadays, people are suffering and we feel that there's no end. But Rabbi Kiva was saying that when you're at that epitome of sadness and when you feel like, you know, we're never going to get out of this, that exactly was his comfort. That that nevuah is going to come true. That we have hope. We can still hold on. It's going to happen. We're going to be redeemed. We shouldn't give up. That's the idea of Makivani Chamtano. So, this person who lost his father said that, like, just gave him such comfort that he went through such a sad thing, but he knows that this is not the end. You know, there's a lot of suffering in this world. We want to do mitzvahs. We want to obviously carry on and enjoy ourselves. But when things get hard, we know that the day will come when Mashiach will come and all of our uh, suffering will end. That's the idea of this song. Wow, wow. And though we wait for so many years, our faith remains the same. That soon the time will come when we will know of no more pain. And though we've cried so many tears, we are comforted by you. Akiva, Akiva, Nihantanu. Basically, if I understand what this Gemara was talking about, is that Rabbi Akiva said that if the Navi knew that there would come a time that foxes, which are just animals, are like roaming around the holiest place in the entire world, and that actually is happening, then that's not what's funny. What's exciting to me is that all the other Navuas that are talking about how amazing it's going to be when we have Mashiach and the rebuilt base of Mikdash are also going to come true exactly, now. Exactly, exactly. That's what he says here. The first Pasuk, the first Nebuah was Lachim. Because of you, Sion, Rishalayim is going to become a plowed field that right foxes are going to run through. And the second Nebuah, we're, we're going to relive in the city of Yerushalayim. Exactly. You want to sing it? <laughs> if you want to play it on your podcast, I think Benny Friedman did it in... Acapella? 
whispers of the heart. Yeah, he has. Okay, that. okay, but it's, okay. It's not in English, but that's what it means. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. We're gonna sit down again. We're gonna. Oid yeshvu zikeni muzikein nois birechoi voisiru shaloi. Are all the singers friends? Many of us are, for sure. Yeah. Well, that's such a nice thing. You know, we were working on our Avas Israel, and it's so nice that, you know, we're talking to you, and you you have your musical career, and then we say, oh, listen to Benny Friedman's song, and that's so special. We're all doing it for the same, to inspire. And we see each other a lot, and we're always, you know, backstage. Right. And so we, we have Sometimes you do albums together. Off right. the record has a lot of different people. Exactly. Duets, and makes it more fun and more enjoyable. And people yeah. Have- and it's fun as a listener. It's fun when you're listening to it, and you're like, oh, like sometimes we try to guess like who's that voice in the next song if you're not reading the you know the exactly. know, what do you call that thing the, the, yeah, the they, no, one, no one reads it anywhere anyway. I was gonna say do they even have those anymore like they, we used to memorize them we used to study them and read the credits I remember reading the acknowledgments like I know it's a problem actually like where do we I know <laughs> it was Nobody, good reading material but uh, like a like a quick video clip of like okay so here are the credits of them we just like everything is yeah because everything's now on Spotify and everything else I guess I'll end off with you know you are Rebbe, what grade are your Tamidim? I teach fifth grade, like 11-year-olds. Very special. First of all, there's a lot of 11-year-olds listening in all ages. And if you could just say one message to kids, you know, what's your most important message? And this is not even Tisha B'Av related. Just what do you think kids need to hear the most? And I think the kids need to hear the most today. Hey, let's talk about Tish because it is it is an important message, Tisha B'Av. And it's almost like, you know, we hear this time of year. And it is hard as a kid to know, like, we're in the middle of the summer and this is like, you know, Tisha B'Av, we can't swim and we can't do this. And it's like a bunch of can'ts and it's can't and can't and can't. But try to think of, you know, we want to feel. Best gift that Hashem gives us is a feeling, even if it's a sad feeling. But first, you can really get in touch with that you're feeling sad, even if you can't relate so much to the base of Medash. But think about things in your life the same way when something amazing is going on, you feel so happy. You can feel it so exciting. You're at the chasna, you, you just want, you want to have a baseball game, whatever it is, but it's a time that Hashem says, no, this is the time specifically during the summer where we're not in the place where we belong yet. When Mashiach comes, when this comes, that will be the day where there's no suffering. But you could think of people that are suffering and just think that if we would have a base in Megdash, we wouldn't suffer, right? And you can feel that. And if you feel it, it, you don't get sad and depressed. You can really get in touch and you can kind of connect with Hashem a little bit. Don't think about it as like, oh, it's just such a pain in the neck. We can't do it. Think about feeling what the person is going through and realizing that the day will come where the suffering won't happen, but connect to it. Feeling is a really, is a really mm-hmm. important thing. And if you can get in touch with that. Right. That's beautiful. I also think about that sometimes how, you know, it's hard. And then it's like, how do you feel? Like, what am I supposed to feel? But if you think of something that would be sad for you, thinking of a challenge, like what is hard for me now? What is like so hard that I just wish wouldn't be an issue? Medical the struggle, school related. And then think that when Mashiach comes and when there's Geula and everything is in a more perfect world, that is something you could look forward to. So you can feel that yearning for something. This is going to be better. This could right. be something special. When will we wait to a perfect world? And don't run away from the feeling. It's okay. You can let yeah. it sit and yeah, and hopefully all feelings, you, right? Exactly. It's a bracha. Yeah, exactly. It's a bracha to be able to feel. Hundred percent. Some people say your songs make me so happy, and some people say you know your songs make me cry. And I used to not know how to deal with that feedback. Like, <laughs> I don't want so you to cry. Don't cry. Sorry. I don't know, you know, and then like someone told me, no, you know, 
crying is such a gift that we could release emotion and you're giving us help to and, it, and, it, and it, you know what I said when people say that I say thank you thank you that's it yeah I mean I'm emotional I cry all the time I cry for the good I cry for the not so good but I just read today that Rav Hirsch says that crying is the sweat of the neshama yeah that's that's I, I, and that, it's true because it's then it makes you feel like if you're crying about whatever you're crying about, that deep down is your neshama. It's its way of exploding a little bit, you know, letting off some steam. And, and that's for great. Sure. You're the alive. Avoda, for us on Tisha B'Av, it's very hard. The avoda is to try to cry. If you can cry, you had a great, you had a successful Tisha B'Av, whatever. The, yeah, whatever that means. But yeah. That means, but that, yeah. you know. Yeah. Well, thank you. I think that this is a great message, a lot of great messages. And um, I'm going to play the acapella version of the Akiva Nechem Tanu. And I, and I hope that like uh, Joey Newcomb says, you should have a, what does he say in his song? There's a lot of things. No, oh, yeah, about Tisha B'Av. Tisha B'Av. Oh, gosh. He says, uh, Freilich and Tisha B'Av? Maybe, yeah. It's a Yom Tif. I think, was that, is that his Lashon? Ah. I, I get an afreilich and tishabov. It could be. Yeah, we should. Have, but that's what we want. We want a happy tishabov, right? Right. right. Should be yom t- it is a yom tith, and it should. Right. Be, we should realize it. Right. I get an tishabov, afreilich and tishabov, alich to get tishabov, alayit, alayit. I had a rabbi in seminary who said you should have a. You should have, like at the end of the year, he would say, you should have a, okay, now I'm going to butcher this, but <laughs> <laughs> you should have a kasher in Pesach, you should have a milchaka shavuos and a fleshaka teshavav. Uh, very good, very good, very good. Beautiful. Um, I could say, a, I can ask and say, you didn't butcher it. It's fleshaka, butcher. Okay, that's bad. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that's taking it too far. But what does that mean? What does it mean? Why is this a funny joke? Because a fleshaka teshavav means that one day, and this is a crazy thing to imagine because teshavav means sit on the floor and cry with not leather shoes and your morning. But when Mashiach comes, like if Mashiach comes today, Tishabav is going to be a Yantif Suda of the grandest one with meat and wine, London broil. And so that's what a Fleshiga Tishabav means. It's not just like a funny thing to say. It's like actually going to be wear your prettiest clothes and eat like it's a Yantif because it is. Very soon. Very soon. Thank you so much for joining. Thank you. Yeah. Have a good night. Fleshiga Tishabav. Fleshiga Tishabav. Thanks. Of our sacred home Where our base Hamikdash stood Now the foxes roam Overcome with grief By their awful plight Such a desecration To the holiest of sights But one man shed no tears He just stood there, laughed and smiled He answered their confusion and explained This destruction was foretold Before our homes built anew So I smile as I see those words come true And though we wait for so many years Our faith remains the same That soon the time will come When we will know of no 
though we've cried so many tears, we are comforted by you. Akiva, Akiva, Nihamta, a greater plan in mind that one day we'll see the glory of our eternal base amygdala as the sounds of laughter fill our streets again our elders and our children in the city of our king and though we wait for so many years our faith remains the same that soon the time will come when we will know of no more pain and though we've cried so many tears we are comforted by you Akiva, Akiva, Nicham And though we wait for so many years, our faith remains the same. That soon the time will come when we will know of no more pain. And though we've cried so many tears, we are comforted by you. Akiva, Akiva. Oh, 